Welcome to the Making Jobs Podcast, where we talk about car repair, business ownership, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Hernandez, founder and owner of Matt's Mobile Mechanics. And I'm your co-host, Tyler Schultz, with Witness Security. So without further ado, let's get the show on the road. Welcome back, job makers, makers of jobs. So, so we're going to talk about something other than uh, farming today. Yeah. We have to. We'll actually briefly talk about farming, but not like like we did yesterday. Um, or yesterday, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday, which is, anyways, uh, which would have been last week for the listeners, which is actually this week for... Time travel is weird. So, um, uh, you got that text that I sent you about BMW? Yeah. Right? And that, that makes, so BMW has announced that they are going to, um, instead of charging for the heated seat option at purchase of the vehicle, there are, they've created a subscription for it. You can so pay. So you, you could basically turn it on and off, <clears throat> turn it on during the winter and turn it off whenever winter ends. You know, that, uh, you know, that's an, that's an aspect that I didn't quite uh, consider, but they're charging 18 bucks a month or 180 for the year. So, 18 bucks a month, please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you think about it, you're only paying that for what 3 months out of the year and uh, in some places in, in mo- you know, in a lot of places here it's like 2 months that you'd only really need. Yeah. You know, you never need heated seats, but you know, they're 36 nice. bucks a year, please. Yeah. So they're doing the problem. So this is the problem that I have with it. So they're they're charging eighteen bucks a month. The car comes with the hardware available, <clears throat> and then you ch- you pay for it, and they unlock the feature with software, right? Mm-hmm. The problem I have with that is the imp- implications. Now Keith would be up a creek. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's See, up there. He had snow in July. Yeah, he's up there. He'd be having to pay one hundred and eighty dollars a year <laughs> for it. <laughs> But Keith's uh, never going to buy a BMW. No, I, I, I don't see him. He's he's got that nice uh, beefy truck. If he did, I'd lose respect for him. I'd, I'd throw his shirt in the trash. Speaking of which, Keith, I promise I'm going to send you that shirt back. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got his shirt. I do. <laughs> yeah. He's keeping it. He it, sleeps with it. Yeah. He likes no, like, your smell. So we got, you know, uh, my wife uh, uh, washed it. And then she's like, where'd this shirt come from? I'm like, oh, that's not mine. Um, and so we've washed it, and it has been sitting in the corner of my room for, what, a year now almost? Well, you um, need to come back down here and go fishing. Yeah. You know, I can't, I don't feel as bad about it, because what, what, what person forgets his shirt somewhere after going fishing, you know? I mean, I, granted, it was I a hot day. I do all the time. Yeah, you just, that's true. You forget. I'm what constant. kind of person? Right, I'm constantly. I, I'm that kind of person. Yeah, that's true. Maybe it's the company you keep. <laughs> Anyhow, um, yeah. So these microtransactions are concerning. It would be kind of concerning to me if it like trended at all, because then you could have companies um, that are like, oh, you don't want power windows. You know, that's uh, <laughs> no. They probably Jeez. wouldn't do power. They probably wouldn't do power windows. But it, there, there's so many. Th- do you want a radio? Yeah. Do you want a radio? You know, subscription model. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Yeah, which already has been the case with like Sirius XM, so it wouldn't be like that crazy of a concept to be like, oh, do you want Bluetooth, hands-free Bluetooth in your phone, in your car? 
subscription for that. And then you buy different packages. You got like your gold tier package that comes with all of these other options. Here's the thing is that's crazy about that is the reason why dealerships and manufacturers charge for options is because it costs money to put those options in those vehicles. But you know what this tells me? This tells me that either BMW is so confident that people will pay for their subscriptions, which is probably the case. People buy new BMWs are not exactly um, frugal with their finances. Um, obviously, they're spending a lot of money. Either they're so confident that the subscription will pay off to afford the to offset the cost of installing heated seats in every single BMW because that's what would be the case. You'd be installing them in every I mean, single the one. Thing is, or they're already selling the car for such an inflatedly high high price. Inflatedly, that might be a word. They're already selling the car for such a high price that it already covers the cost of the options. And you know what this tells us? This tells us the dealerships and manufacturers have been ripping off consumers forever, which we already kind of knew that by charging for these options. <clears throat> Chrysler's actually pretty bad about that. Um, I mean, in, in some cases, w- when it comes to making a car, if you already have everything, it, it would somewhat make it cheaper because uh, then you don't have to... You're re- making the same one. Yeah, you, you don't have multiple different options. Right. you got one mm-hmm. option. Yeah, you're just making the same one. Per car. That's what Henry Ford did with the Model T. And, uh, you know, he caught a bunch of flack for it because he would, you know, people would, people would be like, oh, they always, they always made fun of the Model T for being the same, like always the same. Uh, but the reality was, is whenever he pioneered the, uh, the manufacturing line, the reason why you couldn't get the Model T in any other color is because it was the most cost-effective way to mass-produce these cars is to make them all exactly the same. So, yeah, probably. Now, and you, you may think, well, I'm never going to buy a BMW. Here's the thing is, markets, you know, if, if it takes off, if it does happen, you know who would do it? I know for a fact would do it. It'd be Chrysler. Chrysler already charges for all kinds of crazy options. Go price out a brand new Jeep. That's why I'm not buying American anymore. <clears throat> I'm go, done with it. Go price I'll out. I'll buy Toyota. Yeah, Toyota's good from here on out right toyota's good may may even other than uh like so toyota doesn't make a, a good um company vehicle or like a service work, van work truck van <laughs> yeah um yet at least uh, they do they just don't sell it here in the u.s not in the u.s i was gonna say they sell they sell uh service vans and but if they sold them here mm-hmm. i would uh switch yeah most of my vehicles that are great vehicles um, I, I, it's, I work on so for, for few Toyotas. They don't, they just, whenever I do work on them, they're always like minor things like the alternator went bad, but it has 250,000 miles on it or something. Now you say that and we've got a Toyota Sienna, uh, van sitting here in our lot that's getting worked on. Uh, so I, I, I really like so far. Yeah. But how many miles does it have on it? I think it's got over 200. Yeah, and here's here's a funny thing about minivans. Minivans are rarely taken care of because they're usually family vehicles, and they're usually driven by, and I don't want to sound sexist, they're usually driven by a wife who doesn't pay attention to the noises in the cars. Any more these mean, days. That's very true. Now, in this case, I don't know all the details. Um, I do know that they just drove from uh, the state of Washington mm. uh, not too long ago. So... I mean that's that's a pretty good good ways. The dude's a I guess he's a uh, former pastor and a uh, fireman from up there. Oh yeah. So hmm. usually those kind of guys pay attention to things. Yeah, uh, possibly. The question is, 
most of the time their wives don't. That's the thing. You know, I mean, your your wife doesn't pay attention to yeah, no, windshield washer fluid. I drove fluid. my Yukon up here, and there's there's no windshield washer fluid in it. But that tells that my wife has a has a bad problem draining that thing. Basically, it's so it's it the amount of washer fluid is astounding that she goes through. I, I put I fill up my washer fluid reservoir of my truck like twice a year. Like, Should we have her go in the other room? Uh, probably. We- yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I I think I can hear it on the mics. <clears throat> anyway, anyhow. So if you price out, if you look at like a Jeep um, or just really any Mopar, a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Chrysler charges for every little tiny option. And I'm not kidding you whenever I say like every tiny option. If you wanted to buy a brand new Jeep, that base price doesn't come with floor mats. I mean, and I'm not talking like you got to pay extra to have like the WeatherTech rubber floor liners those are obviously that uh, would make sense to have to you know add that in as an option they don't come with like cloth the the regular cloth carpet um uh, floor mats like to that is an option if you want to get the carpet floor mats on a jeep spare tire that's a that's an option that you have to pay for there's like a every every little thing if it doesn't come like bone stock like it, it, you have you're paying for literally every option on a, on a chrysler vehicle and i'm not against chrysler vehicles i like them i would just probably never buy one new because the price that you're paying for all those options devalue so fast that a used one is better better way to go anyways so now, toyota's so wait a second so if if you want uh, they're in the chrysler mm-hmm. so if you want carpet that's a markup if you want uh, if you want the carpet floor mats like like you know how like you go buy a car you, you went and bought the the highlander right did i don't know if you paid for the nicer floor mats or whatever uh, or if you just went with the standard ones um yeah there was some that had highlander written in it yeah and, and it was put in there. Yeah, and and it's just the carpet ones. Yeah, and that I you didn't and I know you didn't pay for that option. Like no. it wasn't it wasn't an individual. option. Not only that, but they have a little click thing that locks them into place. That's pretty. It's pretty nice. See if it was that, Chrysler. So this they would charge you for the floor mat plus the lock. <laughs> so the this the Toyota, Toyota Highlander. So it doesn't have on the side. Uh, it didn't have Highlander written on it. And I was like, huh. Now they did have it on the very back on the on the bumper, but uh, they didn't have it written on the side like most cars do. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Well, we we'd had the car about two three weeks, and I unlocked the car um, for Rachel to get the girls in, and I'm standing next to the driver's side. I hadn't gotten in. I was talking to Kaylin, and I looked down, and there's Highlander written on the ground. Yeah. It was projected from, from the side mirrors. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that's that's a feature that you normally upgrade yeah. your car. <clears throat> it's kinda neat. Those are things well, that you pay There's for. A, a handful of cars have been going away with side doing away with side badges for a more cleaner look on the side oh, of the yeah, vehicle. It's clean. Yeah. Which it's actually sexy. Which uh, works out well for someone who's you know, wraps their vehicles and on, now, the, on the regular. And now the side badge is still there. Yeah. Yeah, so that way you're not having to remove a badge to then put a vinyl wrap on it and either put the badge over top of the vinyl wrap or do away with it altogether or what have you. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, a handful of car models have started going away with side badges. And because, you know, 
if you if you really think about it, like, well, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I can identify a car. I don't need I don't need badges, but. Then yeah, again, I agree. I, I look at cars all the time, and it's what I do for a living. So, for the most part, I can I can identify cars as well. But uh, that that was really kind of a, one of those features. That I was like, yeah, I I wouldn't pay for it. I wouldn't pay extra for it or anything. Have you discovered yet that if you um, if you have the key of the the car on but not running, and if you tap the brake pedal three times, gas pedal once, that a coffee maker pops out of your armrest? Bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for a moment you weren't you you, you almost did. I was trying to calculate all all of what you just said. And I was like, no, that but didn't it happen. But it wouldn't be that surprising. That's <laughs> <laughs> the secret cheat code for the Toyota Highlander. It, it's got a uh, cell phone wireless charger in the uh, center console. It's got. Uh, it's got a lot of features. Yeah. Um, a lot of nice features. Now, there is a intercom system uh, in it to where you can basically cast your voice to the back of the car. Uh, but with mom and dad's Highlander, or Highlander, Hyundai Palisade, they've got a hotkey button that goes straight to it and casts their voice. Where mine, it's like a 10 step, well, you can't do that while you're driving. But I don't know why they didn't make that well, a hotkey. That's, that's weird. Why wouldn't... Uh, well, first off, the feature alone is weird because that's going to... Oh, like, it flips some people out when they're drunk. Because <clears throat> then it's like... Because uh, then you can just you're, be like... You can, you you're can be listening like, to yourself in stereo. Yeah. Uh, it's it's super weird. Uh, and or if you've been on some drugs in the past. Yeah. What is the address that you were wanting to go to? So it's, Who's it's, that? <laughs> <laughs> this is God. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, when Keith first got the Hyundai, I hit it and I said, this is what you need to do when you're driving Uber. I hit it one day and I said, yeah, this is your captain speaking. And uh, we're going to be flying just at around uh, 25, 35 miles an hour. And we'll be taking a few turns up here. But uh, we then won't be going too fast. Just <clears throat> make sure you uh, fasten your seatbelts, please. And then, and then just in the middle of the drive, depending upon what street you're on, uh, you just hit it and go, boom. Uh, I This is your captain speaking. We've uh, turned on the fasten seatbelt. We are going to be experiencing <laughs> some potholes. <laughs> Especially uh, here in uh, Tulsa. For the next two miles. <laughs> please put your uh, trays in the upright position. <laughs> Oh, why all captains have that same that same voice. <clears throat> I've flown with a lot of pilots, and they they, they, they all have that voice. Well, all of, all the helicopter pilots they don't they don't. But we had one guy who was also a. Did they have a high pitched voice like this? No, they would just talk normal on the radio. Oh. Um, but then we had this uh, we had this one pilot that was a reservist, um, so he would fly with us. But he was he also had a. A day job, basically, and, and he was a commercial airliner, and he had that captain voice, and I'm like, I'm like sir, where, do they teach you this in commercial airliner school? <laughs> and he's like, it, it's just kind of one of those things that they all they all just do it because. Uh, so I heard a comedian. I heard a comedian one time. He's like, so why do all pilots have to do this? Why do they all have to get up there and? They yeah, we're gonna be uh, flying at around uh, whatever the the feet, yeah. and we're gonna be uh, hitting a little bit of turbulence, and uh, we'll be we'll be flying, and we'll we'll take a left over here at Chicago, and then uh, 
a few hours later, we'll be at our destination. Whatever, whatever they say. He, mm-hmm. he goes, I don't get that. I don't get up here and tell you, well, uh, I'm going to tell you a joke here and I'm going to tell you a joke there. And the plumber doesn't go in there and uh, whenever he shows up to your house and he's like, well, uh, I think it's I think uh, the problem here is uh, that uh, yeah, the, well, I need to take the snake and I need to stick it down here in the toilet. And uh, also the average person doesn't care what altitude they're flying at. No. No, I find it interesting, you know, just to know what altitude I'm flying at. Um, All the altitudes know. above uh, normal uh, makes my ears pop. So um, I don't really care. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there is a... the. I think that the the reason they do that is I'm assuming it's probably airline policy to have the captain speak to the passengers because it gives people a uh, like a connection like oh because you don't see the pilot hardly you know so like ah there's a guy up there the reality is by the way folks commercial airline uh, jets they don't they practically fly themselves like you, most most uh, airliners these days you can push a couple buttons and the sucker will land on its own. And, Did uh, you see the video of the kid? Um, like, uh, I think he's still in high school. That he 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 was feeling some turbulence, and he's like, "Huh, we're in some turbulence." And then, uh, and it was in a tiny, uh, tiny plane. And uh, so they're they're feeling a little bit of turbulence, and then uh, all of a sudden, the plane's like nosediving. So he's he's like, "Good night. What's going on?" And at first, he thought maybe the p- pilot was messing with him, and then they're in a nosedive, and he's like, all right, I'm going to go up there and check on him. He gets up there, and it's a half-empty uh, bottle of Jack just uh, rolling around there on the floor, and he's like, oh, shoot. So he hopped into the uh, the other, the co-pilot seat, put mm-hmm. on the, the headphones, and he goes, well, uh, I'm I'm flying. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, a lot of the a lot of commercial airlines nowadays, most pilots are basically there to supervise the plane. Uh, it, they practically fly on their own. In fact, um, a lot of the times, uh, depending upon the model of aircraft, they don't even have to land it. They can let the plane. The only reason they take over manually to land it is for two reasons: one, either to show off, or two. Um, so they can log a landing. So if you, cause you have to get so many landings logged, you have a flight log book it tracks your hours and in order to stay current, you need you have so many hours of nighttime flying, so many hours of daylight flying, so many hours, of instrument flights, things of that nature. So maybe they're like, ah, man, you know, I haven't logged a landing in a while. So I'm going to take over and, and land this thing. <clears throat> I guess we every, used to, t- every time that I, uh, <coughs> fly, uh, they, they're logging them landings. <laughs> The pilots like to land it because otherwise they feel like they're not really doing anything. Because, again, once you get to cruising altitude, you're practically not flying the aircraft. It's flying itself. and you're That's just why they can go back and fool around with the flight attendants, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Um, we used to mess with... So, uh, when I was in the Marine Corps, um, we would... Part of, part of one of the things that we did at HMX-1 um, on the, the non-presidential helicopters is we would... Um, we did training flights for because at quantico uh the officer uh, officer candidate school is there in the basic school which is they have a six month long uh, uh training uh after they finish their basically their boot camp they have ocs which is 13 weeks and then they they have tbs the basic school 
um, <clears throat> and that uh, that lasts six months. So there's a lot of field training involved there, and they get on aircraft. Now, a lot of these lieutenants have never really been on a helicopter before, and some of them you could tell are kind of nervous flyers. Um, <clears throat> and so um, we used to we used to do this thing where um, I, I had this. Uh, so we have this in-flight. Um, uh, hydraulic reservoir that you can resurface your hydraulic fluids with. If if things leak and this and it's too low, we have this extra reservoir, and you can pump this handle to fill up your hydraulic reservoirs, right? And uh, and it has a valve that you switch to service the primary or the secondary or off, and you can pump it and it does absolutely nothing, right? <clears throat> so I, they're not on the the communication system. They can't hear jack squat, right? So I can talk to the pilots. And, uh, and one of the times I had this really fun pilot, he's like, he's like, Hey Hernandez. I'm like, yes, sir. And he's like, he's like, Hey, uh, let's do the, uh, uh let's do the altitude pump trick. And I was like, all right, sure. <laughs> and so what we would do as a crew chief, we'd all of a sudden we would, he, he would like the, the pilot would jostle the controls and the, the aircraft would bump a little bit. And then I would get up all kinds of, you know, all kinds of excitable and stuff. And I, there was a seat that would be in the way of that reservoir. So I popped that seat off and I'd, and I'd, and I'd start pumping and pumping. And then he would start raising the, uh, the altitude of the aircraft. And then I'd be like, okay, sir, I'm going to stop pumping. He's like, all right. And so I stopped pumping and act like I'm tired. And then, and then he'd start dropping the aircraft down. He started dropping the helicopter down. And I'm like, all right, I'm pumping now. And I'd start pumping again. <laughs> a helicopter would come back up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd be like, all right, I'm going to stop pumping now. And then the helicopter starts going back down. And then I just act so tired that I grab a lieutenant. And I'm like, pump this, pump this. <laughs> and so you just see a guy just frantically pumping on this reservoir while we just sit there and watch this, watch this lieutenant just doing his best because he thinks he's keeping the aircraft in the air. Um and then, and then he, you could tell he'd, he'd start getting tired. He'd be getting tired and he'd get tired. And I'm like, all right, sir, he's about to stop pumping. And then he'd stop pumping. And I'm like, hey, he stopped. And then, the, and then he'd just drop the collective stick, which is, uh, which is basically your kind of your altitude stick of sorts. Um, and he'd just drop the collective and the helicopter just start just, just plummeting. Right. <laughs> and he'd freak out and he'd start pumping again. I was like, he's pumping, he's pumping, he's pumping. So we recover altitude. <laughs> uh, and uh, that was always that was always fun messing with lieutenants. Say, way to make somebody mess their shorts. Oh man! <laughs> and then you know everyone would be like all the other lieutenants would be like freaking out because we'd have like you know fifteen twenty of them uh, sometimes upwards of you know twenty five uh, thirty people on the on the helicopter. Most of the time it's like fifteen or twenty of them. And so they'd all be frantic, like they'd be they'd be tightening up their their seat belts and everything, and and holding on, you white knuckling it, right? <clears throat> and uh, and occasionally you get one brave soul who'd pop out of his seat belt to relieve the lieutenant who's who's tired and can't keep pumping. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fun. That's a lot of fun. <clears throat> the um, so did you, hit, you see uh, <coughs> so Kamala Harris, um, she did a. Uh, some sort of conversation this past i i'm not sure when this conversation happened but uh she's sitting at this table and there's a bunch of ladies at this table and they're all wearing masks and the conversation that they're about to have is about the abortion thing that just came down and so kamala harris starts off the conversation she goes uh, thank you for coming to the uh this 
conversation. Maybe I can find the video. It's hilarious. Okay. The Hodge twins are the ones that uh, that did the video. In the uh, meantime, did you see uh, uh, Biden posted on Facebook or Twitter or something like that? And obviously, it's not Joe Biden because he can't string two sentences together, much less figure out social media. But whoever social media manager team has put a post out for Joe Biden saying, um, we have now seen six straight weeks of gas price decreases. Um, like it's a good thing, right? <clears throat> and that's, to me, that's like... Oh, here we go. Here we go. Really weird. Uh, good afternoon. I want to welcome these leaders for coming in to have this very important discussion um, about some of the most pressing issues of our time. Um, I am Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit. Hi, my name is Kevin Hodge. I'm a black male, six foot three, and I got nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's like. Hey, a- what, what are y'all even talking about? Why would you do that? It's They're talking ex- about abortion, but that's not even a blue suit. It's baby blue. Yeah, you're colorblind too, and stupid. And what's up with the masks? Yeah, I mean, you don't even have the N95 on. I bet you if this wasn't being recorded, I bet y'all, I bet you y'all wouldn't be wearing masks. And I bet y'all won't be telling, eh, These dudes And if y'all think it was up. just her doing this, everybody did it. Thank you, Ravinia. Thank you, Madam Vice President. My, my pronouns are she, her. I'm a white woman with long brown hair. I'm wearing red, uh, a red dress, and I'm wearing a... See-through mask so you can see my red lips. She said, I'm wearing a see-through mask so you can see my red lips. You got to tell me you was a thick lady, too. She said that, too. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so here, I, I guarantee you I know exactly what they were doing and why they were doing it. So I, it was for abortion, and they were doing it to pander towards blind uh, people. Well, no, that's the thing. Because they they even said something about that. This I thought I thought for sure it was like an inclusive thing. Like they oh, were like they, the, the the Hodge twins even talk about that. I thought maybe they were doing it. Y'all like, can't even do that right. You can't do nothing right. The only times anybody should start a conversation like this, I would think, if the audience is blind. <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> but why would you tell them that? Wouldn't you be just rubbing it in that they're blind? <laughs> yeah, it just it doesn't make any sense. Y'all, you people, I'm going to go like Ross Perot. You people are idiots. What do you mean by you people? You people. You people are brain dead. Seriously. What the hell is wrong, you people? Yeah, the Democrats, man. You people are crazy. Not only crazy, y'all nuts. Oh, that's, man, that's so funny. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, maybe they're catering the blind, but he did have a good point. You just kind of rub it in like, <laughs> hey, I'm wearing a red dress. Not that you can see. <laughs> also, if you're born blind, you don't know what the heck red is. <laughs> what would you? What is red? What is blue? At uh, that point, you don't know. You don't care. No. Yeah. What? What's, uh, you know, I, oh, man. You know, we should start every podcast like that because there's no visual component to this. I should be like, welcome back, job makers. My name is Matt Hernandez. I am a mechanic. I am, my pronouns are he, him. I am wearing uh, overalls, a hat, 
um, a ball cap. It's a, specifically, it's a ball cap. I'm pretty sure I have sunglasses on. Yes, I've got black sunglasses on the top of my head. And the shirt that I'm wearing underneath, my denim, blue denim overalls, by the way, is a sleeveless uh, green uh, military uh, shirt. So, well, uh, like like Kevin said, you got to also give them your uh, your stats, right? <laughs> right. I'm six foot one, <laughs> two hundred and five pounds. I am presently seated in a green rolling <laughs> office chair uh, that is actually mildly narrow at the hips, so it is actually you know digging uh, into your legs, digs into my legs just a little bit, and I'm sure after this podcast, I will have a slight mark on my thigh. <laughs> Uh, that's how we should start it. <laughs> what the you know? They're, my, my favorite part. They're pandering to somebody. I'm is a black what it man. Is. I'm six foot three, <laughs> and I'm about nine inches. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> I wear a size twelve boot. Um, I've got cowboy so, boots on. So if that uh, kind of like uh, old uh, the conversation, I just not dropped my my uh, non-binary pocket knife. Just like old uh, uh, Marco Rubio, whenever he called out Trump, that those twelve boots are probably hint to something else, supposedly. Yeah. A very normal sized hands, <laughs> as you can see. In fact, I've been told, I've been told they're above average hands. Uh, they're great hands. They're the best hands that anyone has ever seen in this country. You should shake one one time. You should shake my hand sometime. And you know. There's a lot of people that don't have very big hands, and they've been looking at my hands saying, mm, I wish I had that man's hands. <laughs> That's my best Donald Trump impersonation. I, I don't have the voice quite right, uh, but I'm working on the cadence, and I know what the things that he says. Um, so, no, they're, they're 100% what they're doing is they're, they're, it's probably some move to like look good for the, the LGBT trans yeah they, they checked off a lot of boxes there because they announced their pronouns so everyone knows what to call mm -hmm. them uh, i didn't even see them in the video and i could tell by their voices what their pronouns ought to be <laughs> so um i just you know use a little bit of deductive reasoning um they are saying what they're you know who they are um and you know what position they are that, again, that would make sense right you know hi i'm you know i'm kamala harris i'm vice president of the united states which you really realistically she could have just said her name people would pretty much know um but that's even fine. if you're blind that's fine you know go ahead uh, announce your position so that way we know what's going on in this thing but then to go on to describe what they're wearing uh, that checks off the box for those who are visually impaired. So now they they have. Well, I mean, if you're going to say that you're wearing a blue suit, should you not go on go on and say that you've got uh, the the color of your underwear and everything? Yeah. I mean, I have, just oh, they even call, they even said the color of their hair and eyes. This is a crazy thing. Is like visually impaired people, if they have been blind their entire life, they don't even know what a dress is. You know, not, I mean, uh, they'll know do. they'll know like, I mean, kind of about what a dress is, right? But. They got to get dressed. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Unless you're a man. Uh, oh well. What if you're a transgender blind man, girl, <laughs> woman? I don't know. Um, so they they're checking all those boxes to get that they were what that was. Uh, friends and friends and folks and families out there. What that was was virtue signaling at its finest. Oh, Kamala Harris is. I mean, one of the worst when it comes to doing the whole <laughs> virtual signaling. 
she's that's that's her that's like her saying move. look 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 at me look how progressive and woke i am i am so woke that i that i'm i'm gonna make sure if people are listening you know where i know i didn't see the video um we're all of them uh doing sign language because they ought that nope. oh man they got to learn sign language if they want to be woke enough you know <laughs> That's what they're going to have they, to do. They left the deaf people out completely. They did. I'm I'm angered for them. Uh, <laughs> I'm mad for them because you know who gets who gets left out all the time in these instances. It's the deaf people. Um, well, you know, Kamala Harris should have had a uh, a translator uh, standing behind. No, her. I have seen I have seen a lot of videos where she's talking, and there'll be a look in the little corner. Uh, there'll be a second window or a little uh, uh, video, a picture in picture of someone signing for her. So it happens a lot. They actually do have someone who signs for it's her. Ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I you know, if I was deaf, that'd be kind of helpful. Uh, it'd be it'd be helpful, yeah. but um, they they in but this also, case they did not do that. But also, so are subtitles. So there's that. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. Uh, that's uh, wow. Um, but yeah, so uh, so we've got you know that she's uh, obviously a crazy person. They need to just keep her out of the media altogether. Is what they, they need do to do. They do a pretty good job because she every yeah, time it, she gets in crazy, front of the camera, it's crazy. Is every time that like it's like oh we haven't heard from her in a while. They're like ah oh, we need to make sure people know she's alive. And then they put her out there and they're like oh. and then they remember why they're keeping <laughs> her away from the camera. Like Man, guys, did you see this? Oh, we got to stop letting her get in front of a camera. I mean, so what's funny is Keith played a video the other day. Uh, my dad. He played a video the other day, and he's like, uh, um, she's worse than Biden is at times. I mean, she gets to talking, and... She can't talk she can't off script. S- no. She is not a good orator. No. I mean... Uh, as- I don't know how she made it in law, <clears throat> because di- she's oh, a lawyer, former lawyer, isn't she? I know how. I know how. I mean, she sucked her way to the top, but yeah. uh, other than that... That's how. That's she supposedly, when it comes to putting people away, uh, she was pretty good at putting people away. She was really good at uh, hiding evidence that would exonerate the defendant. True. True. And but you don't have to be a good speaker to be able to do that. What's funny about... Just be like, ah, oh, let's just She, put this she wants to here. say that she's the first black female vice president. Well, <clears throat> she put more of her own people in prison. She yeah. uh, Of all... Um, the, the, the lawyers and, uh, what is it? The, the DA the or DA, district attorney. Yeah. She of, of her area where she and was would DA, intentionally, she, would she, intentionally withhold evidence that would otherwise exonerate right. a defendant that she was prosecuting. And she did it. She's not the only, I mean, there's a lot of, no, no, I'm saying in her area where yeah. she, where she was the DA, she did, uh, she put more of her people away than anybody, any other DA. Uh, yeah, and there's there's evidence that's come out about that. Yeah, of course. And and the people that she says that she's a part of. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> and then there's people that say that she's not. Black, Wait, did she announce a- herself when she talked about her skin color? Did she say she was a black woman, or did she say she had? Yes, she did. I yeah, think she did. I think she did. Okay, all right. I'm just trying to figure out where she identified as because <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to misrace her. <laughs> You, you definitely, I mean, misgendering is against the rules, but you definitely don't want to misrace someone either. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, Biden, uh, by the way, that, that tweet that I was talking about while you're finding that video, 
um, his uh, his social media manager put out a tweet saying we've had six straight weeks of uh, declining gas prices, like it's like they were bragging about it. Like look at us, that's like that's like setting your neighbor's house on fire and then wanting to get congratulated because you get the hose out and you and put, put it, it out put out the on fire. Yeah, that's insanity. Good job, you idiot. He's like, great, great. Yeah, you brought the gas prices down. Still not below what it was before you made the gas prices go up by increasing our dependence on foreign oils um, and shutting down our own pipelines and not allowing us to be as independent from the rest of the world. So it was interesting. You sent me a video last night (laughs) uh, about uh, the the Black Farmer Association and... Uh, he's going to send, or Biden's going to send 1.2. Yeah. That's they what? said million? Billion. No, no. They said yeah. in the video, million. 1.2 million. No, it wasn't 1.2 1. million. 2 it was one, no, the number that displayed on my screen was 1.2 billion. And that is the correct number, is how much they're p- proposing to send to Africa for famine relief. This what is about why, us? This is why I said we were going to talk a little bit about farming, and that was in in the reference to that. What What about us? I mean, one we, point, we go up a now, mile from, from my office right here. We go yeah. a mile. There are multitudes of people sitting at a gas station waiting for somebody to hand them two bucks. Yeah. Can't hand them a dollar so that yeah. they can go in and buy themselves a taquito so that they can live for another couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. It's now, not like the, the show that we're like, talking about alone where they're out there in the middle of nowhere. They're doing this on purpose to themselves to yeah. try and live for 100 days so that they can win $500,000. These people just don't have any cash. They right. don't ha- now, it's not that they couldn't go get a job. Don't, don't get me wrong. But <clears throat> these people are living up here. They're crazy. Yeah. They're very crazy people. Some of them, some of them have substance abuse issues. Um, a little bit. They they did this in some cases to themselves. There's one guy I was worried about back in the winter time because uh, like he was always he would always lay in the same spot, and I came like two weeks. It looks row. like you were dead there. The, yeah, I was like he was in that same spot last week. It's been really cold. Has there <laughs> been a dead body in front of Quick Trip? <laughs> I, that, I got a feeling. I'd hope <laughs> that the amount of uh, ambulances that hang out there. Yeah, but it's someone. One of them would have gone and had the same thought you did. People tend to though, and people tend to just like when they. I they, gotta kill this computer. It's yeah. doing it again. People tend to do this thing though, where they um, uh, where they'll overlook homeless people, and so like I could see something like that going completely unnoticed uh, for a long period of time, uh, especially because it'd been cold. Like if he if he had uh, died, maybe he wouldn't stink that bad, uh, or any more so than normal. Um. Hey, let's take a quick break. Um, here's a word from our sponsor. All right, we're back from a break. Tyler misplaced his daughter for a minute. <clears throat> not really, her. not really misplaced her. It was kind of weird. She comes over to me as we're doing the show here and the podcast, and she says something to me, but I couldn't hear her because I had my headphones on, and I just uh-huh. nodded to her, like, "Yeah, go ahead, whatever you want to do." Uh, while we were doing that video of uh, Doofus Harris. Yeah. Uh, and, and what she really asked was, can I get that ladder and go climb on the top of the house? <laughs> no, she went inside <laughs> uh, to Grammy and Pop's house. Um, yeah, so anyways, that video we were talking about, it's uh, it's the president of the National Black Farmers Association. Uh, his name is John Boyd Jr. He's, he's, a, he's a big... Um, John hit, Boy? John Boyd Jr. Oh. <laughs> hey, John Boy. John Boy. <laughs> What's up, John Boy? Oh, not much. What's up with you, Billy Boy? 
<laughs> just uh, <laughs> that sounds like a redneck name. Uh, John Boyd Jr. His father had been in agriculture. He's in agriculture. He's a um, he's a big voice for <clears throat> uh, for agriculture. He's also uh, the president of the National Black Farmers Association. And uh, he's been trying to get an audience with Biden to be like, hey, where's the relief for our farmers here in America? Now, and, and, and here's the thing is famine in Africa, not great. You know, if we were in a position to help it them. sucks. Sure. But here's the thing is $1.2 billion going over there could be easily applied here, which is, by the way, where a lot of our grain is going to start getting exported to anyways is over there. because So you know why there's a famine over there. One of the main reasons why there's a famine over there is a lot of those African countries get <coughs> um, between 50 and 80% of their grain from Ukraine. Now, obviously right now, Ukraine's not doing much grain production because they're kind of, you know, dodging rockets and stuff. Um, yeah. Which I pointed out a long time ago uh, when this kind of all kicked off, that was going to be problematic because they are, A not doing much harvesting because they're in the middle of a war and B they're not doing any planting for this coming year's harvest either. Uh, they're, they're busy. You know, the farmers are busy, um, you know, hooking up their tractors to tanks and towing them off. Which so, is, that is just <coughs> absolutely hilarious. It's like, <coughs> look at this. I found a, I found a tank on the side of the road. <laughs> Let me hook up my Mahindra to it and I'll, uh, hold this thing off. <laughs> Let me get this thing out of the way for them. Um, so the, uh, so obviously there's going to be some famine going on there, right? Sure. <clears throat> now, meanwhile, so we're sending $1.2 billion over there. I don't know if that's a set in stone thing, but that is definitely proposed and is planned. Um, we're sending a bunch, we continue to send a bunch of money and supplies over to Ukraine. Meanwhile, here at home, um, fertilizer prices have tripled, uh, seed prices have gone up, grains gone up. So all of these things that these farmers, and like as John Boyd, John Boyd Jr. was mentioning, he, he said this in the video, in the interview, but it didn't get a lot of explanation. He said, those are upfront costs to the farmer. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> those are upfront costs to the farmer. Now, what he means by that is, yes, the price of their product and their commodity is probably going to go up with inflation, but they're, they're, they're funding this year's crop with last year's profits, right? So if last year grain, you know, whatever it cost, whatever they are selling, whether it be corn, soybeans, uh, you know, wheat, whatever they're selling, whatever they're raising, whatever they're growing, they have to fund this year's crop with last year's crop's profits. So, and, and it's doable when you have, and a lot of farmers, any successful farmer, they're going to have, um, they're, if they're smart enough, they're going to set aside a little bit of a slush fund. They're not going to just be like, oh, well, last year it cost me X amount of dollars to get seed in the ground. <clears throat> so I'm going to take my, um, out of my profits, I'm going to set aside that amount. So well, one of these days he's going to get that little <clears throat> bit of cough out of there. Yeah, I know. It's this cough. It was weird. It just suddenly popped up. So, um, me too. They're not, uh, they're not going to, so most will be like, okay, well, I need to set aside, I have a, a, a slush fund just in case materials cost goes up or we have unexpected expenses or something along those lines. What's really difficult to plan for is, what, is your fertilizer tripling in cost. Yeah, it's kind of difficult to plan Diesel for. tripling in cost. If you, if, you, if you plant crops, you spend a lot of money fueling up big tractors, 
Right. Now, <clears throat> the cool thing is with, uh, and I just found this out whenever we went uh, on that trip to uh, Ethan's house. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was a different type of diesel for uh, tractors than there is. Yeah. Uh, so their their diesel for tractors is cheaper, much yeah. cheaper than what it is is it for it's just not taxed the same way it's right. tax free is what it is because it basically if you bought diesel at the tank at normal number two diesel and you paid taxes you could write it off on your taxes or you can purchase farm diesel which is dyed red it's the same diesel it's just dyed red so that way if you put it in a highway use vehicle it could be caught you know a highway a state trooper could be like hey you've got you know red diesel in your tank you know, here's a ticket or whatever. You're not supposed to use it on the highway because the taxes... It's kind of hard to catch it uh, at that point because they'd have to stick... He said something about... Uh, Ethan said something about they'd have to stick a um, uh, some sort of stick down in there. and Yeah, in the old days, uh, before diesel particulate filters and stuff, you could just put a... Um, you could put a uh, like a, a cloth at the tailpipe and you might see that red dye come out the exhaust. But now the exhaust filters, you can't see it. But it's primarily... It's mostly so that way big diesel trucks like semi trucks aren't filling up with farm diesel. <clears throat> um, and those tanks you can um, you can pretty easily access and identify that someone's been running farm diesel. And you don't want that to be the case because the taxes purchased off of highway use diesel go towards road funding. And if you're a semi truck, you're traveling through states uh, and you're putting wear and tear on their roads. So if you're, you know, when you purchase diesel in that state, it goes towards the road repairs that you're doing. <clears throat> so um, what what's going on or so the the so what he's saying is is with the increase in diesel he was saying that you know uh last year he was filling up his tractors at you know a little over two dollars a gallon now he's filling up his tractors at darn near six dollars a gallon um last year he was paying four hundred dollars a ton for fertilizer now he's paying eleven hundred dollars a ton for fertilizer so the the all of these prices they they increase so substantially that farmers are struggling because they couldn't there's no way they could have accounted for that big of an increase and still be able to put food on their own tables right 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 <clears throat> so this cost in order so you're faced with two problems whenever you're if you're not like a big major multi billion dollar farm you're faced with two uh, two uh, outcomes you're either a going to skimp on materials like fertilizer, which will decrease your your harvest value in the end. Right. Or B, you're going to have to go into massive debt so you can get this year's crops in the ground so that way you can then recover. Now, all of these costs are going to increase the price of the commodity, maybe. And so whatever commodity you're selling, it will it'll recoup that cost. But the problem is that's all up front. So what he's saying is... Basically, instead of putting $1.2 billion to famine relief in Africa, why don't we put some of that money here at home, give the farmers some relief, so that way, and it could be in the form of, you know, uh, USDA funding or grants that would uh, offset the cost of the increase uh, that is, you know, uh, the increased expenses that have been imposed on farmers. And we and here's the crazy thing is not only do farmers have to feed this country, but now with the war going on in Ukraine, we have to now feed a lot more of the world than we used to with our exporting of, of food and grains. So there's a lot <clears throat> there's a lot riding on it. And if, they, if farmers can't financially afford to put their seed in the ground and and there's a lot of small farms that are just going belly up, you know. 
So we got to we got to cut this podcast yeah. short because people are sto- showing up. Right. So, um, anyways, basically, um, uh, if you want to look at that, uh, look up John Boyd Jr. and he's got there was a, a small interview on a, a new segment on Fox, and it, it, it he has concerns and he's trying to get an audience with Biden to be like, hey. Let's do something about this. And by the way, I think he was supposed to uh, have a meeting with him, and they kind of blew him off. And so he's trying to wait. They blew a black guy off. Yeah, with the with aren't they supposed to be so woke and pandering <clears throat> to the uh, the black people? Yeah, I mean, uh, even wait. No, if it's a black cowboy, it's different. He's he's totally different. That's, yeah, he's not Black Lives Matter. Yeah, that's not as that's not no. their that's not their voter. Abandon base. that idea altogether. Yeah. They don't like that because he's because not only is he a, is he a, is a cowboy, but he's a business owner, um, and uh, you know, and, and he does have his balls. Yeah. Versus, if uh, you're Black Lives Matter, you don't really have. Right. You're 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 just a peon. Yeah. So on that uh, on that wonderful note, uh, until the next time, folks, we will talk at y'all later. Later.